0: All right, we're back with uh, another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends, and uh, I've been trying to get this next uh, guest on my show for a little bit, and we, you know, been talking for months. And uh, I really like what she's doing with her with her art and her work, and I think she's she's a very interesting person. I want to get to know her more, so I have the artist uh, Elena on my show. Elena, Hi. Th- Thank you so much for coming by the uh, Adobe offices.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited that I'm finally here and chatting.
0: Yeah. I just, I think you have a really cool, um, just a cool image and um, I like your music and I think there's not enough, there's not, (laughs) there's not enough ladies out there uh, doing what you're doing and, and the, Mm -hmm. in the music scene, I think you're kind of, uh, you're, you're on to something great. Thank you. So, um, yeah. So Elena, thanks for coming by, you know, being on, being on the show.
1: I am happy to be here with all three of my beverages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So, so I'm just going to get right into it. So basically the reason why I have the show, so I get to know my guests a little better. And I think a lot of people that listen to the show are trying to like get into music or they want to know like, you know, everybody's story of like where, where they came from or how they, how they came to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, um, like for me, I was like, uh, I, like I was, a, I was a teenager, you know. I was like growing up in in Utah, out of all places, and like played in a bunch of punk rock bands growing up. And then I would eventually move out back out to Los Angeles because I was born here, mm-hmm. you know. But then Utah's kind of like where I found my roots and just everything else. So I mean, like, kind of take me through, you know, just like your your story, because I feel like you you've done a lot of things in your in your career already, um, you know. Yeah. So
1: I mean, I'm from Pennsylvania, so. um, I was born there and mm-hmm. uh, raised there for most of my life. I what, mean,
0: what part of Pennsylvania?
1: Pittsburgh. Okay, cool. Yeah, Steelers fan, I guess by yeah. default. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't say anything else, or else they'll come for me.
0: Oh, uh, they—they like, have like a monitor on you or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're listening at all okay. times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I grew up in Pittsburgh, and um, I've always been uh, around music but not musical people my mom loved music Um, she would always play songs on a record player she would sing to me all the time she she didn't really have the greatest voice but she would sing my grandma loved singing um and uh, my mom wanted me to start playing an instrument i was a cheerleader and you know i was like okay i'll get into it a little bit so i started playing piano and uh, guitar And just didn't really take it that seriously as, like, a a child doing music. But um, I grew a love for, like, just learning the instrument, like, unethically. So learning to play by ear, just, like, hearing something and wanting to recreate it somehow that was more what I was into, rather than like reading sheet music or you know sure. going by the roles, I guess. Okay. Um, and uh, I would say it was probably like fifteen, and there was uh, a guy I was dating in high school, and he was in a you know a little local band, and I decided I wanted to put together a production company. And start putting on shows. Okay. So I wanted to have my boyfriend's band play the shows. So made so, like.
0: So you already were playing piano and. Yeah. This so, time? Okay.
1: Yeah. So I, I was kind of you know involved in like my music and stuff, but I wasn't thinking about you know ever sure. doing anything at the time. So I was putting together the shows, and uh, they would actually you know what I think it was my mom who said something to my boyfriend was like, "You should have Elena play keys in your band." and i was like mom don't do that that's my boyfriend like <laughs> don't be like okay. that like i'm trying to be cool here yeah and they actually liked the idea so that was my first like experience playing you know in okay. a, a band so i joined this little local band and still was doing you know the production company and mm-hmm. like putting on shows in the area and um was like i love this i love performing even though you know it was like little shows, sure. I love the scene. Like, it was like a um, like a death metal band. Okay. Yeah. Were um, you guys like
0: playing like at like clubs or was like parties or like what what like uh, I would, basements? I was would. It,
1: uh... We would throw shows at like the VFWs uh-huh, cool. and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like mm. you know vibe. Sometimes there would be some shows at you know a venue if we w- would get on it.
0: But, okay. Um, I played Pittsburgh a lot, so I know I kind of know the city. Yeah. Like I live with um I live with a guy that's like from from Pittsburgh. His mm-hmm. band was like pretty big at the time. Oh really? From Pittsburgh, yeah. What band? Uh the Juliana Theory. Oh really? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so That was probably one of the bands we were like, oh, we gotta get on the show with Juliana Yeah, probably
0: yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then like before that, uh Brett was in this band called Zayo. That was yep, like Zayo. Yeah. So he w- yeah, so that's that's I remember
1: I- trying to get Zao on uh I did like a something called Rock for Relief, and it was like a fundraiser oh, no show way. thing for Hurricane Katrina, and reaching out to like all the bigger mm. like Pittsburgh bands. Sure, they didn't do it. I don't think anybody ever read my <sighs> MySpace message. Yeah, it's so it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard <laughs>
0: trying to get bands on board with like with, with right. anything. Yeah, know? especially back then. Okay, so anyway. yeah,
1: no. Um. So yeah, and I was like, I I love this. This is what I want to do. So I, I I was in that band and I got kicked out because okay. I broke up with my boyfriend who was the drummer. Uh-huh. I got kicked out and uh, um, I was so upset. I was like, I'm moving to New Mexico. Like I was like, okay. I wanted to get out of Dodge.
0: I was like, Get me out of here. Uh-huh. Why, why New Mexico?
1: I don't know. Um, the one of my internet friends at the time, his mm-hmm. name's Daniel McBride. Do you know okay. who that is?
0: I I know I know the actor Daniel McBride. Oh no, no <laughs> okay. not him. No. He's
1: um the VP for Sumerian now. Oh okay. But he was you know the, he was in a band called Last House on the Left and became uh-huh. like one of my best friends. Cool. Since you know 16 years old. Okay. Um, I was like I'm going want to go out there because I thought maybe that's where I needed to be because. He was in a band and he knew all these other people, so I was like, "I need to go to New Mexico." I okay. wasn't thinking like Los Angeles, wasn't thinking like New York. I was like, hey,
0: New, New Mexico. New Mexico is <laughs> a really crazy place. I was in a um, I was in an all-girl band from New Mexico. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. New Mexico
1: was, shows when I, when I played in New Mexico, loved it.
0: I've only played so like good. three venues out there. Yeah, I, there it's is. Like, like, I feel like only three yeah, venues. But like, the, the launchpad and yeah. like the El Rey, uh-huh. and then uh, what's the, the Sunshine?
1: Yeah, Sunshine Theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was always really good every yeah. time I played there. I love I love playing New Mexico. Um, so, anyways, yeah, uh, I decided that I was going to. My mom was like, we "We're not moving to New Mexico," so okay. that was down the drain. I <laughs> just started writing keyboard parts over like local bands, and then like I wrote over like. Bring me the horizon, okay. just like, and then I just started going like all these like bigger bands, just writing keys over songs they already had out and sending them out. Oh to no them. way! Okay. Being like whether they listen or not, I was just like doing my thing, yeah. recording it on um Garage sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then being like maybe they'll want a keyboard player. I was like, I'll show you guys. <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna do my thing, um, and. I actually ended up in a band in Connecticut called okay. The Breathing Process and that was my first touring band, my first band where I played a show that okay. you know had more than like 10 people there. Yeah. And uh, that was like oh, the feeling was so incredible. I was like I love this so much. Mm-hmm. So um I was with them for a little while and then um we did a tour with a band called Abigail Williams. Uh-huh. I've heard of And them. I loved Abigail Williams, They're like one of my favorite bands. And okay. at least at the time. And they swooped me up because they lost their keyboard player. Oh, no way. Yeah.
0: So you were like pretty much in like this like hardcore like metal scene. Yeah. That's like where you came. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. Hardcore metal scene. And um yeah, and I mean, I don't know if you know anything about Abigail Williams, but their keyboard player mm. before was like an insane pianist, Okay. and you remember me saying, I really didn't take it that seriously? Okay. I was like, you know, let me learn everything by ear, like whatever yeah. I wasn't classically trained. their stuff is like she's going hard on it, like okay. you know she's like an, an amazing pianist, so I was like, okay, I'm up for the challenge. I think I was like sev- uh, se I joined the breathing process at like seven 17
0: Were you still in high school? I was still what? in high okay. school. Yeah. yeah,
1: so I I was still in high school and we did um East Coast tours mm-hmm. and I think a, maybe one or two full US tours, but um yeah, they my school didn't know what to do with me and I was like okay. I'm in this band now and I'm traveling and they're yeah. like okay so they're like, we'll try and send you work while you're gone. And nobody sure. ever sent me work. Huh. I, would, I would leave for a month and then come yeah. back. And they would just act like I was still there. Okay. No. I passed. That's great. Like, I mean, hey, that's great. I graduated. I was, I
0: was doing, like, my first tour, I was, I was like, 17, too. Uh-huh. Like, the first tour I ever did, I was, like, it was, like, in the summer of, like, going into my senior year. Yeah. And then during my senior year in Utah, they had, um, they didn't have school during the Olympics. Because that's, like, in 2002. Wow. That's showing my age. But in 2002, <laughs> they had the Olympics in Utah, and so I got excused from school for like a month. So my whole band, they, they booked the whole tour around my schedule. So wow. like, I was like 18 at the time, and then everybody else, I, I just turned 18, and mm-hmm. then everybody else was like 23 mm-hmm. or something. We were called the Teen Tragedies, and we booked <laughs> these. We booked this uh, booked this little tour, but we used this website back in the day. It was called, uh, this is the real name of it, it was called bookyourownfuckinglife.org. Whoa. Yeah, so it was a book, and it had like a list of like, and promoters and agents and all this, shit. so we just, just started cold calling all these people, yeah. and then we like got a tour. And I remember the day I got home, I quit the band <laughs> after tour. I'm like, touring is not cut out for me. I this was, this was like my second tour I did. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck these guys. Like we're all like we're all friends now, but like we were all just very like not mature mm-hmm. growing up. And um, but then I remember after that tour, like I played a show in in, in New Mexico, going back to that, mm-hmm. and that all girl band found me, the Eyeliners. Mm-hmm. And the eyeliners. Yeah, that's what they're called. Cool they're called the eyeliners, and uh, <laughs> they're they're on this label called Lookout Records. So that was like a big thing for me because like it was like we're like, you know, Green Day started out, and then like Operation Ivy, who would turn into like oh, Rancid, yeah. you know, a mm-hmm. couple of guys from Rancid, and like um like like the Donnas were on there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so a bunch of cool bands, and so that was like my first taste of anything. So after I did like a couple like DIY tours, I joined their band. Like five days after I graduated high school, I was like eighteen. Yeah. I went on Warp tour in like O two. So like that, so that year I was like, I was like pretty busy, you know, but like I didn't make any, I didn't make any money or anything, but it was like, it was still like the experience like that. Yeah. That's
1: literally the build and the experience. So, you know,
0: you know, so like getting an excuse from school and then like coming back and like having to work and just like, holy shit. Yeah.
1: It really was like a, I mean, for me it was so exciting because I was like, I don't have to be in school and I get to go do all this fun stuff and like, yeah, I come back and Nobody's trying to teach me anything, or no one really, I don't know. And it was really funny because I remember um, <laughs> I came back and I think it was like English class. No, it was German. And the teacher was like, Can you stand up in front of the class and tell us a little bit about your tour or, you know, what you're doing? Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah, I'll tell him. And he's like, she's like, So how many people do you think you were performing in front of, like, like you know, 5,000, 6,000? And in my head, I'm like, <laughs> Literally, because the band no I was idea. in at the time, like we were a touring band, we weren't very, very big, sure. you know. We were eating McDonald's, like,
0: yeah, dollar menu, dollar menu. So, yeah,
1: like there was no pay, yeah. And I'm like, thinking, my head, I'm like, Max, like, I think our best night, maybe like 60 people, but I'm like, yeah, you know, around that, because yeah. I didn't know what to say. I'm like, they're letting me out of school, and I can't say that I'm. I mean, I guess well,
0: I could they don't have. Know, like they don't know though. They don't. Nobody knows no. like what the grind is like.
1: No, they don't. You know? So I was just like, okay. Yeah. But um yeah, it was just exciting cuz it So
0: like, you You've already been in you already been like 3 bands at this point. That's yeah. great. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like the more people you play with like the the better of a musician you come anyway. Right. You know? Yeah, I
1: mean, so. I learned a lot especially with Abigail Williams because I had to up my skill level mm-hmm. so much just to play their songs and then I wrote on two of their albums. And uh, trying to, you know, live up to Ashley was her name. Ashley's, like, skills was, like, a huge goal for me. I was, like, I want to make sure that I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. let anybody down that's a listener. Right. Um, But then I ended up leaving that band, too. And I left them not the best way possible. And I think about it a lot to this day because I was young. I mean, I was 18. Mm -hmm. I think 18 turning maybe 19 at the time. And uh, I got an offer the day before we were supposed to leave for Europe on a European tour. Okay.
0: It
1: was our first European tour. Well, my first European Mm. tour with uh, Abigail Williams. Yeah. And uh, it was for Winds of Plague. Okay. And they're like, we have this tour. It was, like, this huge, like, I don't know, maybe summer slaughter or something. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. headlining one of those tours, and they're, like, we need a keyboard player. Can you be here tomorrow? And I'm, like... Yeah. In my head, they're, like, you'll get... X. Yeah, like... Yeah. I forget what, like, $1,000 for the tour, and I'm, like, my eyeballs yeah. were, like, hard eyes. I was, like, what? No more dollar menu? I get paid for this? Like, yeah, I was, like, what? Yeah. So... I, I left and I, I did the wrong things and I Uh didn't tell them and I lied and I feel awful to this day about it. Like it still haunts me. I'm like, I can't believe I did it like that. Like it just wasn't the right way to go about it. But I was, I was young and I, you know, I was nervous and I didn't want to hurt people's feelings and um, I didn't want have the confrontation at the time i've been
0: i've been in a similar situation like that where like i actually like i didn't want to leave what band i was in at the time for you know another Mm -hmm. larger band but i was just like i would wanted like the like in my mind it's like i've learned so much but it's like i i thought back then i was like i wanted like the thing yeah you know like Mm -hmm. i just wanted it yeah it didn't matter like what that looked like at the time so i ended up like Doing that and I and I feel really bad, but I'm still friends with like the, the old band, now,
1: right? You know, yeah.
0: Um, so it was it was just one of those things where it's like because you you just get like it's such an opportunity. You're like, mm-hmm. holy fuck! Like, they're probably gonna do X, Y, and Z, and it was it was never about like it's never about like the money for me. It was more mm-hmm. of just like the opportunity of just like right. getting to like do the actual things that you see like your heroes, you know, right. doing and exactly. being like, I can be in that position. Like, wow, that's fucking nuts. You it, know,
1: it makes you almost like you feel like. um...
0: I call it like imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, and I I I had to go to the airport the next day, the same Pittsburgh airport small. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, I've been there before. <laughs> um yeah. I'm at the airport the same time as my band <sighs> dodging them saying that I lost my my passport in Target. And uh, meanwhile I'm flying to California with a little baby midi. No, it was my MacBook. Did and you I'm, run into them at the airport? No, I didn't. Okay, all right. <laughs> that yeah. that would have been a whole. It would have been bad. I, I still feel like saying oh, it. I like. I swear to God, I'm not a shitty person. But at the time, I was probably a shitty person. I was just thinking. I mean, I don't know. There's no excuses. But uh, I'm grown now, and I mm-hmm. understand that that was the wrong way to go about it. But. Anyways, I was I went
0: the wrong way too. I I could have been we like We all make mistakes sure. and you
1: have to learn. Like if you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. So, right. you know, I I definitely didn't do that again, like but um I had my MacBook and I had to learn all the ones that played songs, which I didn't really listen to that okay. much. Like I knew like two songs maybe. Uh-huh. Um from musical typing in Logic. So I learned they didn't have anything for me to like, you know, listen to besides like the actual songs on uh-huh. i don't know what it would have been then but yeah so you just I was, tried your best using your ear yeah, using my yeah, ear yeah, yeah. and musical typing and then getting the midi down so i could like analyze it so then whenever i got there i was staying with um ash avildson Yep. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i went to his house and he had like this little baby keyboard that was like, you know, it was like a little, little tiny MIDI keyboard. With like an Akai or something. Yeah. there was like yeah. literally like 15 keys on it. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to learn the songs now, like trans that yeah, yeah, yeah. to what I have to play in three days at Soma San Diego, sold out the big room <laughs> headlining. Uh. Like, and I get two practice days with them before then. I think one the day before and one the morning of. Okay. And um, yeah, I just learned the fucking songs the fucking like way. yeah, and I played that show, and I was like,
0: so how many so days stunned? did you really? How many days did you really have to like
1: to prepare for that? Yeah. Um, so there was the day I got the offer, the next day was the confirmation and the flight, and I flew out that day, <sighs> and then there songs? was two days there. Um, I mean we headlined, so I think there like was sixteen. 16-
0: 15, no, 20
1: No, 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 no. It was like, I think n- nine songs oh, around there. Oh, so like,
0: so were there some songs you didn't have to play on? Or was it like a-
1: No, well, there was one song I didn't have to play on. It was called Reloaded. Uh-huh. There was no keys in okay. it. Okay. Um, But, if, I mean, to Plague songs aren't that difficult. Sure. They're... Fairly simple, like, compared to, like, what I had to learn for Abigail Williams, which uh-huh. was basically, like, you know, classical piano and yeah full orchestration and stuff. But, um, yeah, a lot of the songs were That's... easy enough to pick up by ear, but then we ended up having um, tracks because my keyboard at the time, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know okay. how to split it, and, you know, it sure. was, like, brand new to me. It wasn't even my keyboard. It uh-huh. was they had a phantom a Roland Phantom. Okay. Uh I think it was like an X8. And I never played on that before. Uh-huh. Like I had a Korg Triton before then. Okay. So, I didn't know how to split it or what to do. So
0: Get the right sounds. Yeah. Whatever. Okay.
1: Um so as time went on throughout the tour, you know, we figured it out, figured it out and everything. Okay. Uh so that was good because it was kind of like, you know, a little bit of a safe sure. in any case something goes r- totally. tor- horribly wrong. Yeah. But it was great. Um yeah, I that that was like the craziest moment of my life, like going through all of that. Yeah, and like really is like, was like a, everything that I was doing up until then was like always just challenging myself and pushing myself to, um, you know, be mm-hmm. better so I can get in a better situation. Like I, I just that. wanted to, you know, level up constantly. No matter what it was, it was like, oh, this band that has a insane pianist, okay. I'm gonna. L- I don't have the skill, but I'm gonna learn how You're to fucking it do out. it. Yeah, the hustle. Yeah, yeah. This band that needs a keyboard player in three days, and <laughs> it's like yeah. the best opportunity for me at the time. Do like, that. I'm gonna figure it out. Like, no yeah. keyboard to learn how to play the songs. Yeah. I just gotta, you know, it's crazy. Do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, so we have to go to a quick commercial okay. break. And then when we come back, I want to keep talking about yes. all things Elena. Okay, so we'll be right back here on Adobe Radio. <laughs> oh, my God. Elena, why didn't you tell me that story earlier? That's fucking crazy. That's the stuff you should tell on the show. No, I'm
1: just kidding. Is it, is it about the... um. Actually, there is a funny story oh, I should there? tell you right now. Yeah, when I, I, was... I did
0: that stupid. La- I've done that to everybody, <laughs> by the way. No, I'm, I'm such <laughs> an idiot. I've done that on, like over a hundred episodes now. I should stop. I need. I need. I need a new bit. <laughs> well, you can help me come up okay, with. Okay, we can bit think afterwards. of one later. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so tell me more about your. So you.
1: Okay. So. So yeah, and so I was on wins for. Um, a long time
0: you're a long time <laughs>
1: i don't even know how many years you,
0: you you had told me a story so right before we went to a commercial you told me a story about how like you went to um like someone was like your first big thing and you just like playing all these people and you learned all these songs you just weren't were not we sure i've had two situations like that yeah. too like i um i was in this band i am ghost mm-hmm. and like i left the band and about like three months later i get a call from this band vanna
1: oh and they I were like vanna. yeah
0: see here's the thing though is like my career has been like I played with like alternative bands, but then I've played with like heavy bands, mm-hmm. but then I've played with like super pop bands or whatever. My career's just been like all over the map. Because I for me, I I guess I would like compare myself to like a warp tour, uh like a Josh Freeze or something. Mm-hmm. You know? But um but I remember with Vanna, cause I my double bass chops weren't like that awesome back then. I could get by. Mm-hmm. But like uh Vanna called me, like, hey, uh, so like our drummer left this on the side of the road. Could you like could you like learn like Eight songs tonight. We're on, we're on tour with this band, Life Ruiner, and uh, we're Life gonna. Life Ruiner. <laughs> I also toured with them too. Oh really? Shit. Oh my god, I got so many stories. Wait but, a yeah. second. This is like this is oh eight. So I don't know. Yeah, but I I got flown out. I learned. I had to learn so I had to. I wrote shit in like a note because their songs don't make sense. Yeah. Vanna, like I, I had to write in a notebook. I was like writing like okay, I guess this is like a verse or something. I wrote like the progressions and little like key things that I would remember. And I was I was literally reading off of a fucking like. A notebook that I had like written notes on. Mm-hmm. So that was a the situation. Then there was another band that I did that for. This band, My Favorite Highway. They were out with like Fun. It was like Fun's like yeah. first tour, and Hello Goodbye. And this is like in 2009. And the the drummer and the singer there they were they were cousins, but like something something went down. And so uh I saved the day, and I came in and just. Did the rest of the tour without, like, no skipping beats or anything. But, again, I was, I was, like, reading off of a laptop this yeah. time. I'm, like, writing. Like, I got the songs like that. And I was coming out of, like, um a movie. Th- I was watching, like, District 9 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And at midnight, they're like, yo, can you get on the first flight at, like, 7 a.m.? I was like, oh, okay. And I, and I flew. Yeah. Check this out. I flew to New Mexico. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I swear. Yep, flew to New Mexico. And by the time I got there, I was so, I was so wiped. I yeah. was like, I don't know if I can do that. I, I did it. But it was just like, holy fuck. Yeah, you
1: know? I think that goes to show, like you know. So a lot of people get scared and like yeah. don't take those risks or you know they're they get comfortable in what they're doing but I think that it's so important to like Sure. You get an opportunity like that jump. Yeah. Like
0: Yeah, for um, sure. Um
1: What was I saying before that? You're oh. Ta-
0: you're talking about how so this this tour started you
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we I did like I think my favorite tour that I did with When's a Plague
0: uh-huh.
1: was um oh I loved Warp Tour. Warp Tour was really Warp Tour
0: was so much. I wonder you know here's a, here's a, here's a question. I wonder if we were on any of the same. Year. I did ten I w- of them.
1: Oh my in god. In my life.
0: Yeah I know. Like when you when you think oh we yeah, only did that. one Warp Tour. What year was that? Um
1: 2012.
0: I was on that year. Were you? The entire thing. Yep. <laughs> That's really funny. Fucking. <laughs> weird. So there's like there's probably like four thousand people on the tour.
1: Yeah I know. There's Risen. so many people. Yeah.
0: So many moving parts.
1: Yeah we were on the um. I forget what the stage was so called, but it was like the was metal. A monster
0: stage, probably monster stage. Yeah, it was, big, it was like whatever the metal stage yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the big like balloon thing. I like think over so. The, over the yeah. Thing. yeah, the mm-hmm. arch. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: that. Crazy. And I loved. Um... <gasps> Why can't I remember? That year was, was really fun. I met a
0: lot of great people that year. Yeah, I, like a
1: lot r- of my friends from that I've kept to this day from the scene are from Warped Tour.
0: Yeah. I mean that's that's kind of why I moved out to California in the first place because mm-hmm. like the first year I did it was like O two so like yeah bands like um back then it was like like Newfound and Good Charlotte mm-hmm. but then you had like Bad Religion and you had like uh so cool. like No Use for a Name and you had Lagwagon just like like skate park mm-hmm. and then you had, like the entire drive through roster on like their own stage and yeah. just like I met so many cool people that summer and then I, I had the confidence like in the spring to just move out to California
1: right like, so you're like after- well, at least I know some people like- right. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I mean, I moved out here not knowing a fucking soul. Not really. I mean, I met people that summer on the tour. But, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I because Wins was from is from out here, so I ended up living out here too. But I was couch surfing yeah. all over the fucking yeah. place, That's like. Yeah. Shit. Uh. Yeah. I didn't really have a home until I. Yeah. After I left the band and. <laughs> um decided okay that's wild right yeah Yeah. i literally didn't have a home until after i left the band i was like okay i need to get uh get this figured out i guess Mm -hmm. and because i started doing my own projects.
0: yeah i want to talk i want to talk more about that but um yeah i I, want to get through the evolution of like
1: yes yeah um well i always felt like there was something still missing because i was joining band Okay. band to band and nothing really felt like mine. Uh-huh. So even when I was in wins, yeah. I started trying to do my own music. Okay. Um I was really into dubstep and mm. Britney Spears and um, okay. Kesha and you know the typical like, you know, super pop, sure. but also I loved like, you know, electronic music. So I started making music kind of like that Kay. and it was um it was definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh it was, I guess. Do you remember the Britney Spears album that came out that was like kind of dubstep influenced? Hold it against me.
0: I'll I'll pretend and say yes, but I uh, don't really know. Anyway, really, no, no, keep going. Oh yeah, my I, God, I, mean, I just like... I just didn't, I not listen to that. <laughs> stuff, you
1: know? Okay, well, um,
0: tell it for all the people that don't know, which I'm sure maybe I'm the only one under a rock, but
1: well, yeah, it was she did an album that was completely like. It had dubstep influence in it. Mm-hmm. Like this one song was Hold It against me that was okay. had like little dubstep-ish like electronic break in it. And I was like, I need to make songs like that. Like that's uh-huh. perfect. Sure. So I started doing that while I was in my band, and they would make fun of me all the time. Like they're, they're like my brothers, and uh-huh. you know, you know, just yeah. <laughs> I would play it on the bus, and they'd be like. I couldn't tell that I think they were making fun of me, but also I think they kind
0: of like teasing really
1: liked it, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. um, I mean, it wasn't good it was i mean it was good, this is but you it finding wasn't good. yourself probably. it was me fun, yeah, okay. like I wanted to do something different, and I mean, it was good enough for me to get signed to sumerian, I was yeah. signed to sumerian as a solo artist, cool, yeah, um, was not ready at all, okay, but uh, yeah, I was still in wins, um, and they're like, oh yeah, this is great. Like this, they didn't have any other type of artist besides metal bands. I mm-hmm. think they had um, Borgor, maybe. Okay. Do you know who Borgor is?
0: Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> You're like, uh huh. No, I'm,
0: uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm just like listening. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking it all in. Uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm like, uh huh. I'm just taking it all in. Borgor. No, I thought I thought you were gonna say Bones. Bones no, the Bones turn. was later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. So okay, so Borgor. is like a dubstep artist. Okay, um, so they thought like so they were maybe going in starting that direction. to
1: like you know branch out a <laughs> little make bit. You
0: laugh. That's why I'm, that's like a half
1: the reason uh-huh, why I'm here. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like is I that can that just reason? tell by looking in your eyes. You're like,
0: like yep, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna listen. Yeah, I was I was bacon. Yes, in that moment in time.
1: Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I was not ready at okay. all. I mean, I was still living the band life, right. but wanted something else, but I couldn't remove myself from that life because I, you know, it was, I loved playing. I loved you had, you had partying. party the, bu- the bus, yes. I loved party, uh, yep. mm-hmm. uh, making friends and like being carefree and careless. And then when yeah. I would come back, I'd be in Hollywood, and I'm just like, Oh party, like yep. oh these people know me, cool. Like I was just like living this like idiotic lifestyle. Yeah, same. And yeah. meanwhile, I had a record deal, and I was like, I remember this one time. Um, I was at the fucking Rainbow Room. Like this is where you know, like it's like oh,
0: I lo- I love where the story's going. <laughs> <already>. <laughs> yeah, you know that this is yeah, like yeah. oh god, it yeah. was my
1: birthday. Okay, and I was at the Rainbow Room. Oh great, this... yeah. yeah, yeah. And Ash comes and uh-huh. he's like, he pulls me aside and he's like. You really need to get your shit together. No way. Yeah, and I was like, uh-huh. like it was just like not, like uh-huh. no care in the world, just thinking like everything's okay, you know? Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, it just, nothing ever happened with it. Like, I'm why would they want to dump their money into somebody who's literally like not trying to better themselves as right. an artist, not trying to, you know, I wanted sessions with people and I wanted this and wanted that. I had no idea about anything about songwriting. Like Mm. as a, you know, a solo artist, like I knew with my band, like I go and write my key parts and, yeah, or when I would write, you know, before then like my orchestrations and stuff, but I didn't know. And it literally took me going, like hitting the bottom Whenever I realized, I was like, this shit's not happening. And um, they released me and being like, okay, I need to figure something out. Like, this isn't working for me anymore. Like, the way that I'm trying to do this. And I met this guy. He um, used to be in metal, but he was never in any type of, like, metal band or something. And he Mm. reached out to me on Facebook, like, a year before I even read it. And I just okay. like randomly found it and he was a producer and he was like, Oh, uh I love what you're trying to do. We should work sometime. Cause mm. I released, I ended up releasing like some of the songs I did on SoundCloud. Okay. And just, you know, started putting some of them out there. Yeah. Um, and I basically went into development as an artist for like a year and a half and learned okay. like songwriting and figuring out what I wanted to sound Were you, like, teaming like. up
0: with like different people over this course. At that just, like...
1: point, it was just that one person. Oh, okay. Um, and he was kind of teaching me, you know, like the how, th- yeah, fundamentals. And I mean, I knew how to write music, but I didn't really understand like songwriting. So I never mm. let my emotions out onto paper right. like that. It was always through playing. Sure. Yep. So it was different for me. And, uh, um, just, you know, understanding, like, the pop formula mm. and, um, you know, just I literally explored so many different types of sounds. And I went just straight pop, like, the complete opposite of what I was doing. Like, I was yep. like, no, <laughs> I want to do something completely different. Uh-huh. Like, not really thinking that, you know, that's my roots and that's what's most you know, yeah, familiar kay. to me.
0: Sure. Um, isn't it like interesting? You're just like you're you're thinking about how everything has like come to light. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's it's really wild. Like all all the adventures you go and all the roads you take, you just eventually come back and be like, oh, you know, I did all this and now I know I'm alone with myself. What do what, what do I do next? Right. And then you, with all the experience that you have, it's yeah. like how do how do you like or how uh, do you navigate it? Right.
1: And yeah, and it. Sometimes, like, I feel like, well, I really suppressed a lot of my emotions, too, and, like, I I guess it is, like, I don't know if this would be considered imposter syndrome, but, okay. like, I didn't, like, that wasn't me that did all that stuff. Like, I didn't do all of that, you know? That's how I feel. Like, I'm I feel like joking. I'm just, like, some Joe Schmo on the side of the road who's, like, literally never done anything in their life. Yeah, but, I, like... I feel,
0: I sometimes feel that way. Like, it's it's hard to believe, like, if, like, if you're not, like, the singer, you're almost, like, um you're almost watching it through like their lens, yeah. even though you're there with them and you're mm-hmm. like, you're, you're doing the thing. Yeah. It feels it's, it's a, it's a different kind of feeling.
1: Yeah. It's it, like,
0: it's like, you can feel so, uh, you can feel so invisible at times too, even though you're like, you're in it all, you see it from inception or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking nuts. It's crazy. I know how it goes. <laughs> like, that's That's how I've,
1: I've felt. I mean, it's, also too like i think a, probably a little humbling to to feel like that sometimes because it's like you know everybody has a story and everybody mm-hmm. has put in a shit ton of work and it doesn't mean that you're any better than
0: and that's why i two. wanted to make this show yes. i'm not joking i wanted to, like i just i'm always wondering like how people because i feel like somebody like you or something like me or like whoever the fuck i have on the show it's like mm-hmm. I, I always want to hear like their story of like how they like you know, navigated their yeah. their life and like their career. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's like relationships. A lot of it is just like maybe like right place, right time. A lot of it is, um, a lot of it is like how creative you want to be mm-hmm. in, a, in a specific box, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, you are. I think
1: for me, it's being fearless because I'm like the most unlucky person ever. But how if so? I'm not fearless, then. Uh, I feel like none of these things would happen can i tell-
0: Can I tell you something I tell everybody on on the show uh-huh. i tell I say this in every episode. I say nine times out of ten bands fail, and the one in ten that don't fail were the ones that were too stupid to stop. so oh. that's me, yeah, I'm too stupid to stop. you know, <laughs> yeah, sounds like you're too stupid to stop yeah. too uh-huh you know
1: yeah. uh, my aunt would always say to me like...
0: This is all I've been doing since I graduated high school. Right, it's been a long road. I'm sure. Same with you, you know. But
1: yeah, it's like this is all I know, and like sometimes it gets to the point where I'm like, I can't. I don't even want to think. Like, I don't want to think outside of this box of like me Mm -hmm. and music. Period. Like, I've had this goal for myself since 2006. 2000. Well, I don't really know because I was doing my own project. (laughs) Before while I was in wins, but I think Uh I really started taking it seriously when that whole shit with Ash happened and I met the producer and was started, you know, really every single day in the studio from 10 a.m. to two o'clock in the morning, like learning how to write songs Mm -hmm. and just wanting to consistently be better and like be an artist and studying like brands and studying, uh, you know, the artist that I wanted to make you know my fan base like Like I I, the cult fan bases and just doing so much work trying to figure out how can I make this better and like just being so persistent and not wanting to stop like I can't see myself doing anything Mm -hmm. else at all like the the all the work I've put in but it's I feel like sometimes you just got to think like if something isn't happening the way you want it to, you gotta switch something slightly because yeah. you can't do the same thing over and over with
0: no trying to expect different results. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, whatever whatever. It's called insanity. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But like it's not giving up either. Right. It's like figuring out what you needed to do to, like what's not working. And that's what I kind of had to do with my project. I was putting out Song after song after song, music video. I was getting great press, um, but my streams were god awful. Oh, I was like literally uh, cursed. I was like had the Spotify curse for kay. a while too because my name was, you know, my original name, A L A N A, is how you spell my name. Yeah. Um, but when I started putting out my music, there was another artist named Elena. Uh uh-huh. With that spelling, yeah, it was like a Christian like, gospel singer in, a, mm-hmm. like, a different language. And my songs were linked in with her songs for the longest time. Oh, fuck. And I didn't know how to change it. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm just a young artist. I don't know what I'm doing, like, how to set this stuff up. Mm-hmm. So the algorithm lumped me into that. So yeah. when my songs would come out, like, you know how Spotify algorithm yeah, yeah. is. sure. Um... It was never being pushed the way it was. So I changed my name to put an E in there for SEO you know, reasons, yep. too. Mm-hmm. Like It just was easier to find me. And that algorithm stuck with me for probably like four years. And I kid you not, just over the last year when I started releasing. You noticed a change all because change. of the
0: spelling of your name.
1: The spelling of my name, yeah. And getting myself out of that algorithm, out of the, you know, whatever it was. Like, my related artists were so weird. Like, (laughs) it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, these people, like, I don't know who I'm being pushed to, but I know they're skipping my songs, so it's only doing me a disfavor. Mm. Like, if my I'm putting out songs, and it's being sent to these people who are literally listening to easy listening, contemporary, like, they're not going to want to hear what I'm saying. Sure. They're going to hit skip. So that just pushes me further down because, you know, with Spotify, they check all that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it's part of the algorithm. If you get skips, you're not, you know, favored to be pushed.
0: What, to whatever uh, algorithm they're deciding right. that you belong in. Right. Whatever box. Mm-hmm. We should talk more about that. Um, We have to go to one more. Okay. We have to go to <laughs> one more commercial break, and when we come okay. back... uh yeah we'll ha- we'll we'll keep talking with Elena here on Adobe Radio and we're back <laughs> hey, I actually legit almost made you spit out your drink that time I yeah, did
1: I knew it was coming yeah he knew it was coming. I knew the laugh was coming. yeah,
0: okay, I will stop that bit it, it, like <laughs> it's kind of amazing that they want me to to do to do a show here, Adobe radio <laughs> with all the, all the things they're doing. like this guy this,
1: this guy's the drummer
0: one. <laughs> yeah the, the, there he is superstar' I mean, in the making I
1: mean, here I- we are. Why not? I think you're great. Aww. So,
0: yeah. What was the last time I saw you? Fred sixty two. That it? I think so.
1: Wait. What was Fred? Six, what's Fred sixty two? I don't know the name. of the was a restaurant
0: in. Uh, in oh in right 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 yeah. yeah. I saw yeah, you. Yeah. I saw you walking up. I was yeah, like, hey, I remember mean, you. I remember you. <laughs> I that remember you. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was that um, the cowboy um alternative bar. Oh fucking um.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Desert Desert Five. <laughs> Desert Five. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: I'm like, this is an emo cowboy bar. What the hell is going on? Yeah, someone on? said to
0: me a long time ago that like, country music is, like, emo farm boy It stuff.
1: is. And, I i mean, oh, my God. The <laughs> amount of things I've, like, after going to Desert Five a couple of times,
0: I've had this I don't epiphany- mind it. It's, I don't mind okay. it either.
1: But I think it's just a little excessive a little sometimes. Yeah. But I had this epiphany that, like, the next thing in music is going to be, like, country, like, Emo, and I've like been drunk. And Oh my gosh, this, <laughs> the best story is I was in Vegas and uh-huh. I was at Emo Night. Okay. And I started talking to this guy, and uh, he turns out to be M Shadows from Events. Oh Seppold. shit. Okay. Well, he goes full well, for. I ruined the story. Um, he's oh. like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, we'll, I, pretend <laughs> they didn't, we'll pretend they didn't hear that. <laughs> reverse, so, yeah. reverse. Yeah, you, yeah, you start over. Yeah. Um,
1: Okay, so I was in Vegas at Emo Night and I met this guy and we were talking and he was like, oh, you're in a band. What band? And I was like, oh, when's a plague? And he's Mm. like, oh, I love that band. I'm also in a band. I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) And I'm just looking at him. He's like... "Uh, I, I'm in Avenged Sevenfold, M Shadows. And I was like, what? You yeah. all dumb me, like not thinking. Like, he didn't look like I. The way I see M Shadows is like with the bandana and the sunglasses, mm. you know?
0: You know what's funny? So, going to Avenged Sevenfold real quick, and then we, we yeah. need to talk more about your life because we have like, I don't know, 12 minutes left on the <gasps> show. Isn't that crazy? Oh yeah, I know. There's so, There's so much, much more I want to cover. To say. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, in that on that warp tour I did, my very first one with with that band, the eyeliners. Mm-hmm. We were on the uh, Kevin Sess stage, which is yeah. like it was like the smallest stage. But back then it was literally like um a dirt, you know, little, little it was like dirt on the ground and like a foot off like the actual ground and like a little tent. It mm-hmm. wasn't like an actual stage. It was yeah. like a little platforms like plywood. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But Avenged Sevenfold was there either before us or after us every single day. And like the rev had his hair like all like big and blonde and like they, they didn't dress up like they did now and all that stuff. But I just yeah. I saw, like, the early on event and I was like, holy shit. I wonder if, like, they'd even remember. I'm like, hey, remember? And then, like, we'd always, like, had to, like, they would lend us amplifiers, and we lend them Probably, amplifiers, I you mean,
1: know? I feel like th- this guy has a great got memory, a good memory. If he liked my band at one point, I don't know.
0: he, like, <laughs> actively <laughs> listens to my band. I'm yeah. like, what?
1: But, so, yeah, I, I went on this drunk
0: yeah. tangent
1: saying how... Emo country is the next fad. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, I'm so upset because I do music. You know, I have my own solo project and I know it's not me. That's not going to be me. The next fad is going to be something that isn't even in my wheelhouse. I was like, I'm so mad because I'm not country. I can't be country and I'm going to miss it. I'm going <laughs> to miss like, I just went on this thing. He seemed to be interested in what I was talking about. So yeah. I don't know. And he's like, I got to go home and pick take my kid to soccer in the morning. <laughs> Oh my God. so i was like okay bye. Wait, he, was in ve- he was in vegas <laughs> i guess wow yeah crazy yeah that was a pretty fu- uh, funny moment because i was yeah. like whoa what
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of what moments i've had that are like that but um i'm sure i'll think of something
1: yeah along um, the lines,
0: but no but i was gonna say what what what's really cool about you is that you you kind of had a i mean i've played for a billion fucking bands but it's like you've you've also played for a lot of bands but now you're you're taking like a risk on yourself mm-hmm. and i think that's really oh, cool yeah, and now you're you're knowing you're knowing what you want versus what you don't want it's, it's kind of like again like when i got that first taste of like the eyeliners like i i knew i wasn't going to be like in there yeah i was just like a hired guy yeah and i did two tours with them and that, that was it and i knew that going into it but it was just like the, the 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 things i saw like i was like oh my god this this could be me right okay I just, yeah. If I do X, Y, and Z, maybe, maybe it I get a shot at this. Yeah. I always feel like musicians. It's like it's like um, it's like being at the roulette table. Mm-hmm. You know. It is. It's either gonna work or it's not gonna work. Yeah. And that's that's music. You can have all the all the promo and the marketing, mm-hmm. blah blah, and you put all the chips on like fucking black, and yeah. either it's gonna hit or it's not. Yeah, it's and weird, that's why right? I
1: kind of was like, I I felt like the music I was making at the time too, like when I was super pop, was yeah. not fully authentic to me mm. and like 2020 was kind of a blessing for me because I felt like it gave me a chance to feel like I'm not playing this rat race game with all the other artists like everybody had to stop yeah. so it gave me the chance to stop and figure out how do I want my music to sound like what do I want to do I've been re- producing on my own at that point okay. and making my own music. And I'm like, I would just want to bring back what feels authentic. Because I feel like authenticity mm-hmm. is the easiest form of. Listening, like okay. people can relate to authenticity, people can feel something more yeah. than like someone trying to be something that they're not. Like,
0: what makes somebody like Billie Eilish her is that she doesn't sound like anybody else, like, she's right. her own thing,
1: right? Exactly. And then there's
0: probably like 10 copycats, but they might yeah. not even get it half as far,
1: exactly. Yeah. And it's not even the fact that she did it first or whoever did it first, but if it is the most true, unique version of you, people mm-hmm. are going to recognize it. So I started adding guitar back into my music, trying to um, bring a little bit of, like, the metal side out in whatever way possible. Okay. Really bringing, like, the um, the female empowerment, or not even just female empowerment, just empowerment in, in general. Okay. Because I felt like that's kind of, like, especially when I was in my band, I there, the amount of hate I would get from people, like, it was just crazy. I mean, really? it, it, there was only a couple girls in metal at the time so uh-huh. I felt like I had to grow this really really tough thick skin and that translates to a lot of the stuff that I write now because mm-hmm. it is like I just want to help people feel like you know they can get through anything yeah. and that they are awesome and a badass and like you know they're perfect the way they are mm-hmm. because that's what I had to tell myself while Kay. I was going through everything. And uh, I really feel like now the music that I've been making is the best music that I've made thus far. And it's only getting better because I'm becoming more skilled at what I'm doing. I'm understanding myself more. And uh, I'm just like, I don't know. I just feel really good Mm -hmm. with what I'm doing now. And it's because I'm being authentic and authentic to myself, authentic to my. You know, the, my past is bleeding in what I'm making now.
0: Like, if you had to tell anybody uh, in the next seven minutes of this episode, <laughs> like what your sound is like, like what, how would you like, how would you describe like your influences, just um, for what like what, what you're creating?
1: Right. I. Yeah, this is like one of the worst questions because I hate this question. I'm sorry. I feel like I can never describe myself as somebody. But I can tell you who my influences yeah, are. Yeah, love to hear. But it. I can't say that that's exactly what my music sounds uh-huh, like. Sure. But majorly influenced by, um, no doubt. Sick. Majorly influenced by Cradle of Filth. Majorly <laughs> influenced by Britney Spears. Uh huh. Majorly influenced by Avril Lavigne. Majorly influenced by Marilyn Manson. Okay. Majorly influenced by Deftones. Okay. Um. Like yeah, so you the got the list pop goes like, on. You got the like pop in the middle and stuff right yeah um it's there's just the I try not to like sound, all those
0: sound like alternative what you were just telling me like all those yeah when, when you when you like mash it up in the one. right
1: yeah. yeah it's it there's the alternative it's alternative pop mm. and I like to sprinkle in a little bit of like heavier bits yeah. here and there um
0: have you yeah. ever seen cradle of filth? I haven't. I got to see them like 20 years ago, and it was oh, so it was lucky. like the craziest band ever. It, I saw them with um, guy. It was with like Demi Borgia, I think.
1: Yeah, <sighs> it was there wild. Was another major <laughs> influence Emperor, like yeah, all, just yeah, uh, black metal, pop, alternative, grunge, mm-hmm. uh, new metal. Like those okay. are like to this day. Like I just still that's what I like to listen to. Okay, I don't know. It's It's just in
0: me. So what? So focusing on the year twenty twenty three, what do you what do you have coming up that maybe um, you know anybody out there listening can be? So I've been putting
1: I've been putting out music um, every like about six weeks for the past uh, I think since July. And That's where I just started releasing again. Was in July. Um, So I have another song coming out. I just put out a song called "Stupid Boy," Mm -hmm. which is probably one of my favorite songs I've ever done. So this is
0: coming out in March, just so you know. So if you have anything like...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So this would be coming out. Okay. I just put out a song.
0: Yeah, go uh, for it. Okay, wait, let's see. We're in the future now. We are know? in
1: the future. Um, The Devil and Me. Okay. It's kind of like... a, It's a more of like a sexy, dark song that I feel like... When I wrote this, I was like, I want this song to be like equivalent to like when... Um, you ever seen Queen of the Damned?
0: Uh uh-uh, uh, I have not. <gasps> no? Okay. Nope, I have a lot of homework.
1: Yeah. Jonathan Davis wrote the um the soundtrack for that. Okay. But every song is like a sex song. Or like okay. it's it's very like you would just think like alternative strippers are stripping to it.
0: Okay. <laughs> I wanted
1: to write a song like that. Okay. So that's like just like sexy mm. like energy to it. Okay. February, uh, put it out for Valentine's Day. Okay, great. So,
0: so it's already been out for a few weeks.
1: Yes. And Love that. It's, um, you know, it's that song.
0: Yeah. Are you going to be playing out live anytime Yes. Soon? Okay.
1: So March, I just started booking yeah. shows. I have a, a band. Uh-huh. Um, My band, this incredible drummer, uh, his name's Chase, I met um, playing for one of my friend's band. Uh, Friends Project, oh, wait. Halo Boy.
0: Chase. Like Chase. like from Super Whatever? Oh, no. Does no. he have like a beanie? Chase.
1: No, no, no. Super Creeper is what you're thinking of?
0: No. Oh. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. I know, I know, I know who you're talking There's, about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Beanie. Yeah. Beanie. Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chase Ver- Vernon. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He okay. So this is coming out in the future, but he and I share a practice spot now.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's
0: like, I need to get in there by March, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's making me so proud. He's playing for all these bands. Yeah, now. I, I met love him. Chase. I was like,
1: you're you're awesome. Yeah, and, like, Chase I, rocks. Yeah. So
0: cool.
1: We haven't. Well,
0: you already did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you guys rehearsed together. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. Kick ass. Cake. Yeah. So you're playing in March. When, when are you playing? Yes.
1: Um. Wait, did you say when? Yeah, don't know yet. Okay, but I'm but you're we're booking s- booking for March on because okay. Chase will be up here, and then this guy DJ, he's in a band called Super Creep. I know DJ. DJ's you know DJ? awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be in um vampires. Vampires. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's playing guitar and helping me with all the tracks, and then he's recruiting some of the people from his band. Like, cool. I want my show to be like. I refuse to go on stage and it be anything less than what I did with my band. Yeah. I will not. I will not. Like, that's why it's kind of taking me a little bit of some time because I don't want it to be lousy. I don't want it to be mediocre. I want it to be something special. I don't care if I'm playing to a bar. I don't care where I'm playing. Like, I want it to be great. You need to have an impact. Yeah, an impact. Exactly. And, um... I think we're finally there. You're so, finally close. Yeah.
0: Well cool. So we, we have a couple minutes left. Okay. So like what's the best way for people to uh to f- to find you on the um the old internet?
1: She is Elena, mm-hmm. A-L-A-E-N-A. Um, is most of my handles. Okay. Um Spotify's Elena, A L A E N A. Okay. And you know, YouTube, Elena. Um, that's basically that's basically it. You just search me up. I'm there
0: sweet well i will I will definitely be cheering you on, thank you, you know, so I hopefully hopefully I get to see you play some, yes. somewhere around here, I mean, yeah, fuck. there's I've yeah. had a
1: you know a couple different um people hitting me up over the last year wanting oh, me to play. so yeah. I know i I've just did an outreach, eh, I just did outreach, so mm-hmm. hopefully we get something so.
0: I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna happen for you yeah, g- given given your your history and stuff like mm-hmm. that, yeah, I mean yeah again i will i will be there i will be I, i'm sure i'll be home anyway yeah but uh well elena thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day and thank coming by adobe and on my show this is fucking cool i know we've been trying to make this happen for a little I bit know, so
1: but we finally did it stream yeah. my music buy yes. my merch uh love me
0: do all the things <laughs> do all the things elena yeah so, all things elena yep all right, well, then uh, coming up next here on Adobe is Gone Fishkin, and I will see you guys next week uh, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, only on Adobe Radio, or if you're listening to this now, it's because you're on Spotify or Apple. So, uh, Lena, thanks again for being on the show, and um, I'll see you guys all next week.